So tell me about the Pringles. The Pringles, man. You did some sort of post about Pringles. On my Instagrams? Yeah. On my, on my uh, partly robot Instagrams? Yeah. I did a couple of posts about Pringles because our first flight was a direct flight to Amsterdam mm-hmm. to Schiphol Airport, which was cool. It's a big international airport, and that's where you come in. And somebody looked at our passports there and said, fine. And then we went and yeah, it was basically <laughs> they have a passport check and they're like, that's, that's you go, you go to the EU and you're an American, you hand them their passport. They're like, where are you going? Rome? Fine. And then you go in and, uh, you know, they stamp it. Then we're going through and we had like, you know, an hour and a half layover or something. Not, not too crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we thought it was going to be, it ended up our flight got delayed. We spent more time than we thought we were going to in that airport. But, you know, that's travel. But we're going through, and then, you know, they have the little stores in the airport, like all airports that are worth anything have, you know, merch. And then there is, like, the the one store that was the convenience store. You grab your munchies. And they have this giant display of Pringles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are the Dutch so into Pringles? I'm okay seeing like a couple rows of, of Pringles, but it's like a whole pyramid display of Pringles cans. And I start looking at it a little bit closer and then I start looking at the flavors and, and some of them are okay. But then I see that they've got one that's flame and medium. <laughs> flame and medium. Flame and medium. Flame medium Pringles. And I, was, I thought, what is that? What in the name of marketing? What is going on in the Netherlands that, they want something that's kind of spicy, but not really spicy and bland at the same time. Flame and medium. What is flame medium? Is that is that like barbecue? I don't know. Well, why don't they just call it barbecue if they want to barbecue? I I don't know. Why don't they? I, I, they called it flame medium, and it was just blew my mind. And I was like, because you know, I'm, I'm used to working in schools with American kids. Who were like crazy about flaming hot Cheetos and Takis and uh, all the things that will totally burn your stomach out. And I was like, wow, flame medium would not go over well in the States. No, I don't think so. Nobody wants anything medium in the States. It's got to be extreme, scorching hot. Yeah. Explosive chili. Explosive. Yeah, I told you about the explosive <laughs> chili one. <laughs> I, I wanted to pull up a list of the strangest pringles flavors because you said you saw one in italy right oh yeah in italy i went yeah there was like a grocery store and they had some pringles in italy and it was like a normal grocery store shelf selection and they had like you know regular sour cream and onion they had uh, sour cream and onion they had a, a pizza i was like okay pizza pringles i can and then they had ketchup a Pringles flavor ketchup. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I think that's wrong. I mean, I mean, people do mustard stuff, right? They do the mustard pretzels, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just sort of. It's just kind of like weird for me to think of that as a potato chip flavor, but yeah, it's probably fine. Kind of makes sense with potatoes and ketchup, you know, like fries or whatnot. I would, I would combine those. Yeah, yeah. but I just. You didn't actually uh, try them, did you? No, I, I didn't go. I didn't go to Europe to buy Pringles. No, I, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I tried other stuff. You mentioned the. Exp- 
<laughs> explosive chili. Explosive, <laughs> explosive chili, which is exactly the wrong message I think you want to send when it comes to chili. I don't know. It's like, uh, where? Is it like chili, like C-H-I-L-I? Or chili, like chili pepper? or It's actually like... Like a bowl of chili? It's C-H-I-L-I. Explosive chili. Yeah, that's... Um, it's, not, it's definitely not medium. That reminds me of a... An age-related medical procedure I'll be going through, but <laughs> yeah, routine maintenance. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> using using the whole fist there, Doc. <laughs> It'll be out of. Uh, it's not sedated. I'll be under. That's it. Under. Yeah, you won't be uh, full anesthetic. Yeah. Gotcha. You're not gonna say anything clever or whatever. I might, but I won't remember it. <laughs> okay. okay i'm bound to say something clever so i'm gonna i'm gonna record this okay, okay? so you just just do your thing do your thing do your thing this is for the sake of comedy okay let me i'm recording when you, myself when you're bringing me out i'm gonna say something brilliant but i won't remember i need it i need yeah. this i need this man i'm just gonna have my phone the, the my, i'm gonna be yeah recording this whole procedure for tiktok <laughs> for tiktok <laughs> guys here the camera doesn't need to be on i just need the sound right <laughs> just need the sound and you can reward uh, the doctor with some explosive chili explosive chili i'll be like doc this particular doctor he might he might be in he might be all right with it but what, what other uh culinary fouls <laughs> pringles of rock. the pringles variety <laughs> let yeah. me see we've got one that is called a mental E-M-M-E-N-T-A-L cheese. A mental oh, cheese. Emmentaler cheese. In the Netherlands? Emmentaler. Yeah. Are you looking at specifically Dutch Pringles flavors? Or? These aren't all Dutch. I mean, they, they've got the explosive chili is Australia. Oh, that, okay. That totally tracks. Yeah. And then. And Australians are like Americans, only worse. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, here's one in Germany, the Pringles flavor, prawn cocktail. Whoa! Yeah. Prawn cocktail flavored. Oh, Lord. This one is found in Japan. It is, uh, it's Eggs Benedict. Okay. Flavored Pringles. Eggs Benedict flavored. So that kind of doesn't make the, that makes the ketchup one not look, you know, so bad. There's Hot Diggity Dog. There's that. The hot diggity dog one. Hot diggity dog. Crab, which is in Russia. Crab flavor. Here's, I'm looking at oh. the American Pringles site. How about, how about this flavor? Pringles Minecraft Suspicious Stew. <laughs> okay. What flavor is that? It's Suspicious Stew. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. <laughs> It's all pixelated. They pixelate the Pringles? Ah. Here's from the site. It says, venture through the infinite world of Minecraft with the crisp, tantalizing taste of hearty Minecraft suspicious stew flavor that hits the spot every time. 
These ingeniously shaped Pringle potato crisps are crafted with a blend of hearty stew flavors that end in a <laughs> spicy kick. Stew flavors? Uh, hearty okay. stew flavors. A delicious take on stew, previously only found in Minecraft, now brought to you in the real world. In the actual logo, it looks like, what is his name? Um... Oh, Julius Pringles or whatever. It's he's uh he's wearing the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Oh my gosh, Julius Pringles. Like Are I... you do you know Julius Pringles? You know what the that uh That's actually his name. That's the name. Okay. Yeah. But it's based off of a Wikipedia hoax that someone put in. Where they, <laughs> in 2006, where someone said that his name is Julius. It's Julius Pringles. But then the company said, yeah, that's his name. It's Julius, it's Julius Pringles. Prior to the hoax, which is now canon, I guess, in Pringles lore, Mr. P was his name. He had no first name, but now he's Julius oh, Pringles. But anyway. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he seems like he should be a, like, uh, he's, he should have some sort of a title, like doctor or MBA or something. <laughs> Julius Pringles, MBA. Julius Pringles, DDS. DDS. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dentist. <laughs> Let's give him a PhD and anyway. So here's another one, another flavor. We'll just get through the last flavors here. Because they're weird ones. I mean, weird to us, right? Yeah. In Japan, mushroom soup. In France, you've got roast chicken and herbs. Herbs. Roast chicken and herbs. Do you say herb or herb? Uh, usually I'll say herbs. I'll say whatever bothers the other person most. That's the right way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I see based on what I'm saying, if I say herb and there's no facial expression change, then I'll say herb. And big flavor in Thailand is salt and seaweed. Serrano ham, which you can find in Mexico. There is flame grilled steak in the UK. This is another one that's kind of like the mystery stew, where it's like, why? It's called Screamin' Dill Pickle. It's <laughs> Screamin' Dill Pickle. It's not just Dill Pickle. It's Screamin' Dill Pickle. Screamin' Dill Pickle. Yep. Yeah. That sounds like a half of a, a morning uh, drive time radio show. <laughs> With traffic on the sevens and fives. Brought to you by Screamin' Dill Pickle. Screamin' Dill Pickle. Yeah, I, I think he would not be the Screamin' Dill Pickle show. He's like one of the supporting cast members, I guess. On the So yeah, those are the bizarre Pringles flavors. But I'm sure there are more out there. Oh, there are. Yeah. I found a chicken souvlaki one. Oh, wow. That's another uh, thing the Australians did to us. <laughs> did to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sweet mayo cheese sprinkles oh. in korea okay these are all flavors that you're getting from the pringles website no i, I found a different list now lovefood.com the most incredible pringles flavors from around the world 
right. They spell flavors the British way, so, you know. Flavors. Pecan pie. Yeah, I saw, I saw pecan pie one. Yeah, roasted turkey. Roasted turkey. Any other eye-opening weird ones? Pigs in a blanket. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. That's an interesting choice. I like. Yeah. French salad. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a Japanese one. I'm not sure. French salad. French salad. Yeah. Is that like the French dressing on the? I mean, what is what is French salad? I'll read the description here. It says, you've seen shrimp-flavored crisps and soup-flavored crisps, but salad-flavored crisps? It certainly seems like a new idea when it debuted by Pringles Japan in 2016. Described by the brand as having the refreshing sassiness of French dressing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. The refreshing sassiness? The refreshing sassiness of French dressing. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then there's beef bowl. <laughs> That's my favorite college game is the beef bowl. The beef bowl? Okay. I better stop looking. Yeah. <laughs> you can go down the Pringles rabbit hole quite far. I was just going to stop at Julius Pringles, but I saw so Julius many, Pringles. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I had no idea, you know. Yep. When things start based on a Wikipedia hoax, that's, that's the only way things should start, really. Just going all in. Yep. Yeah. Let's switch gears and talk about video games. What video games have you been playing, Andrew? <laughs> the same ones I always play. Yeah. I just keep playing Civilization Revolutions on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad game it's to like, play. It's, I mean, it's, it's fun. Not bad. It's, it's fun. It's, yeah, I just keep playing it over and over again. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I sent you a picture of a new Street Fighter character that is Italian. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Street Fighter 6 has a new character. Street Fighter 6. Yep. Were you aware there were more than six Street Fighter games? No. I mean, they're not as bad as the as the Mortal Kombat's, but because they have some diversity in their titles, what they named them. She is Marissa. Oh, okay. I see now. Yeah. What did, you, did you think she was a dude? I didn't zoom in on it earlier and look at the details but uh that is um, she's just got a very big frame she's very muscular big frame and it's the first street fighter game that she has appeared in she is a master of i've never heard of this before but i know it exists it's pancreation pancreation yeah is it pancreation because, I mean, what she's wearing is very Roman-looking. An unarmed combat sport introduced into the Greek Olympic Games in 648 BC. Yes. It's like the MMA of its time. Athletes use boxing and wrestling techniques, but also others such as kicking holds, joint locks, and chokes on the ground. Yep. Making it similar to modern mixed martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the first time I've ever heard of it. It's got a, a Greek sort of origin, but then also... The character is an Italian, an Italian woman who, do you know what her job is? Do you know what she does? Uh, does she gladiate? Well, besides that, <laughs> no, she makes jewelry. She's an Italian she jewelry makes jewelry. Maker. Yeah. Okay. 
because big beefy hands are good for the fine work and making jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she is uh, she is Italian, so it's kind of uh, appropriate that we uh, we talk about that. And like the the screenshot that, that you sent me over, um, yeah, it's got that whole uh, Coliseum background going on there. Yeah. But did you also notice that her hair is cut to look like one of those Roman? Look like a helmet. Yeah. Okay. I was like, it was a little getting a little pixelated as I zoomed in. I couldn't tell if it was hair or the helmet so that's probably yep. yep it's hair that's cut that way to look like a roman i guess helmet she is apparently six foot eight 269 pounds yeah she hates heights she likes worthy opponents Osabuco and fine arts um yep Osabuco. Osabuco. yeah is that some sort of that's some sort of greek uh is it a liquor? Um, it sounds like it. Osabuco is an Italian dish made with veal shank containing marrow bone, stewed with wine and vegetables and seasoning. So it's an okay. it's an Italian. It's got the bone in there, yeah. Osabuco. It literally means marrow bone. So uh-huh. she likes that. So she's definitely very Italian, I guess. Did you meet anyone uh, of her stature in Italy or see anyone who was Italian who looked like her? No. No? No, I did not. Nope. Okay. Okay. I don't think I saw anybody that tall. No. That's just sort of a an in-passing kind of thing. I promised you I would play one of my least favorite game franchises while you were in Italy. Oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed 2 takes place in Italy. Your main character is uh, Ezio. So here's some, you, uh, we talked about this before, you are familiar with Assassin's Creed, the franchise, but you are not familiar with any of the games or... I've, uh, I've heard of Assassin's Creed. I think I've heard you talk about the game on the show. Oh, okay. Okay. Or somebody, one of your guest hosts was into one of them. Yeah. Let me start this by saying, I've probably played about, I didn't play the entire time you were in Italy. I don't think it's an equivalent there i don't think i spent more than 10 20 hours on the game but that being said it's uh assassin's creed 2 ubisoft montreal originally released in 2009 on the seventh generation consoles which of course you know of course (laughs) (laughs) playstation 3 and the xbox 360 those are seventh here's a question i have i played this game went through uh, the tutorials i got my assassin's gear i went through a couple of events where i met leonardo da vinci that was cool oh yeah how is he doing he's still painting and making stuff he's the tech guy in the game you take your plans and stuff to leonardo uh, da vinci his studio and uh he makes stuff for you like he makes he makes, you, stuff. He makes your retractable assassin's knife that pops out of your sleeve he also says a joke before i give this to you i need to take your pinky because it's a blood oath that needs to be done that's what the plan says he says this all deadpan and then he goes and he's like okay do it and i was like i was just kidding I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we know Leonardo da Vinci has a sense of humor, at least in this game. <laughs> and then there's my favorite line, which I told you, your mother, when you meet Leonardo da Vinci and you carry, 
one of the missions is you have to carry paintings for him to his studio. It's like, okay, worst, dumbest mission ever. But you carry paintings to his studio, of course. And your mother is uh, Maria. She tells you that he's very talented. He loves doing painting, gorgeous things that he does in his spare time. An excellent outlet. And his mother says to Ezio, you should find an outlet. And then he says, I have plenty of outlets. And then she says... I meant besides vaginas. Uh, mom. <laughs> um, okay. Mom. Pretty early on in the game, but I guess that's the kind of relation. That's that's pretty straightforward, I guess. So this this is not your favorite game franchise? No, not because of the vagina. Well, anyway. <laughs> Here's the other thing involving that, which is kind of like, they, they, they do this disclaimer at the beginning of the game too, It's where it's like, Oh, it's based on historical events and and characters and religions and multicultural people who created this game and so on and so forth. Just as kind of like the front part of it, right? Mm-hmm. You are an assassin who's been wrong. Your brothers and your father are all hung in the square at the very beginning of the game due to a corrupt politician kind of guy who's in with the Templar which are the group that are apparently they're the sworn enemies of the assassins. So it's the assassins and the Templar. Okay. Yeah. It even goes into the present quote unquote, because all this game is you are in a computer simulation where they use your DNA to connect to your past and you play through and sync with the different assassins, which is an odd concept to begin with. Basically, this whole thing is revolving around revenge. You send your your mother and your sister off to one of the servants that is in your house. She says she, she can stay with my sister. Your mother and your and your sister will be safe with my sister. Mm-hmm. And you go there and you find that it's the madam of a brothel is the sister. Oh, that's where your sisters are hiding out. So. So this this madam teaches you how to blend in with crowds and pickpocket people. That's that's the training. It's like you go to the brothel, there are a bunch of girls there that are quote unquote helping you train and they basically make you invisible and you can also send them, you can pay them money and send them to distract the royals or whatever the enemies on the street. It's just so historical or otherwise. It's just boring. And it, like when you walk from mission to mission, you have to keep a certain speed. You can't just run or else you'll arouse the suspicion of the Templar or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it got really high marks back in the day, but it was in 2009. But I didn't like those games back even in 2009. It was just too slow. And playing it now is like playing a game out of time, sort of. Yeah. They do have a lot of Italian locations that are covered. The Tuscany region. Oh, yeah. Florence. Florence, yeah. I was there. Yeah. Monteguiri. Girioni. There's also Venice in there, which you didn't go to, right? You didn't get didn't, to go to not Venice. This time. Didn't get to go to Venice. Yeah. It's neat because they've got all these, you know, these buildings. They still look kind of blocky. It's it's basically as an assassin, 
Yeah. You can do things like climb up walls and do all sorts of yeah. parkour-ish kind of things where you run from roof to roof. But it's just for the most time, if you don't want to bother, there, there are also these these characters on the roofs also. So it's like sometimes you just have to walk slow. <laughs> not yeah, walk not slow fun. Yeah. There's people hanging out on the roofs. You don't want to like, no, you know, call yeah. attention to yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah, you got to like be casual when you're on the roof. You got to be casual all the time. But you be casual. Also in the game there are these plague masters. Are you familiar with the plague master or the the plague doctor? They're called plague, plague doctor. doctors. Oh yeah, yeah. with the yeah, cuz they've got the big mask on. It's yeah, full with of the, the with the beak, right? Full, full of, yeah, the beak is like full of uh flowers and herbs. Yeah. Full of herbs. Herbs. To, to keep the plague from getting to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anti-plague herbs. That's where you heal your character if they fall off a roof or get stabbed by one of the Templar or whatever. These vendors out on the street, probably similar to the ones who are giving you ponchos, who charge yeah, you charge yeah. you for leeches, fresh leeches, of course. Yeah. You ones want the... Don't want used leeches. No. <laughs> no, no. No. Secondhand leeches? Never the good. Secondhand leeches. <laughs> Wasn't that a band in the 90s? That really needs to be, if it isn't already. <laughs> Secondhand leeches. <laughs> and just looking at those, that's kind of an interesting sort of, without them, you know, that's that's kind of the development of the doctors, right? Is kind of using mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I just think that mask is like, I don't know why it hasn't been used in horror movies. Because it definitely look. it's got kind it's of a creepy. very horrific kind of, yeah. Yeah. When I first saw it, it was just kind of like, ooh. Nothing good's going to happen when you see that mask. Right, yeah. right. Except the leeches, of course. The leeches. They might yeah, apply some leeches, yeah. Yeah, which fix you right up. Do you remember? Okay, so let's reference another SNL sketch. Uh-huh. The classic uh, Steve Martin as the barber. Okay. So, like He's like the medieval barber. Like somebody comes in and they're, he's like, ah, we, we need to bleed him. And somebody questions, like, why are you questioning me? I'm the barber. Like, obviously, this ailment is caused by a small gnome in this child's stomach. What we need is a bleeder. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Probably the same with the leeches, but yeah. The last part I just wanted to say is, and I don't know why it bothers me so much. I've watched Hunt for Red October, and I liked what they did with the characters where they don't sound Russian. They just sound like mm-hmm. how Sean Connery wasn't trying to do an accent. He was just doing Sean Connery. He was He's just doing Sean Connery, right. Yeah. But that's because they had them speaking in Russian or near Russian, and then they zoom in and then they zoom out and yeah, and they don't need subtitles anymore. Yeah. Exactly, you don't need subtitles anymore. What is the purpose of having them speak English in a Russian accent? And that is yeah. that is my same thing for Assassin's Creed 2. It's like, you know, hey, uh, I mean, maybe it's okay because of Mario, but but I mean, it's just feels racist to be saying, I mean, they throw in some Italian sayings too, but it's the accent. It just, uh-huh. it's distracting to me. Maybe it wouldn't have been as distracting to me back in 2009, but. I told you the reason why I never played this game in the first place because it's not fun to me. It's because it's not fun. It's not fun that's to great. me. That's, that's enough. Fair yeah. enough. That's the only reason why I didn't play it. 
But what are your thoughts on something like that? Like is using, it's a person who's not Italian, who's speaking in a Italian speaking English kind of very, yeah. you know what I mean? That Doing the Chico Marx routine. Yeah. Uh, I can see that it would get real old real fast. Yeah, it already has. It's like, what are you going to do? And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to. Uh. Yeah, I, I, no. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, especially, there's no, there's no graceful way to do that. Well, I mean, just. Like, either, either have an Italian actor do the voice or just don't. Yeah, even with an Italian actor, it's like, if you're doing an Italian actor speaking English, it's what's still what, what's what's the point of that? I mean, you know, if you're speaking English, you're speaking English. If you're speaking Japanese, do they have a Japanese person or, you know, speaking Japanese? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Doing an accent of an Italian and a jet. I mean, you know, yeah. If you're like supposed to be immersed in the game world, you don't need the the flavor of a bad Italian accent. Exactly. That's not adding anything to the game. No. And it's not just in games. It's also, I mean, I think we're getting better in recognizing that. Maybe we're being a little too serious about it at times, but, you know, it just seems well, like yeah. a game out of time for that reason, too. Like, you wouldn't have someone speaking in a stereotypical Italian accent in English, right? Or even over-the-top, completely racist yeah. kind of sounding, but... But anyway, that's the that's the last thing I'm going to say about this game, okay. which I can see why other people may enjoy it. Uh, I'm probably going to stop playing, like I said, 10 hours in because it's just not compelling enough. The really super funny line about the vaginas isn't isn't enough. It's not enough. <laughs> no, it's just not, not enough to keep me going on the story. No, it's so. like to me and that's right up there with the Italian accent. I was like, well why i don't know and it's everyone it's every character except the evil character did speak in just a normal english accent just a regular you know like spoke english american english until he was in the town square and then that's when his fake italian accent came in there and i was just like but anyway yeah yeah, so that's what I've been playing while you've been in Italy. All right. You said you had a second game that you came to mind. Uh, yeah, I just I just realized that. Um, yeah, on the the seat back console on the the flight back from Europe. Mm-hmm. That, well, there there was all kinds of entertainment options. I watched a couple Hangover movies because I figured, why not watch those on a plane? But then. Um, <laughs> 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 And I was like, okay, I never saw these before, but now I have. But uh, then there were the game options too, and so I, I played a couple of games of chess. Cool, cool. On, on the computer, and so uh, I'd been a long time since I'd played chess, and I was pleased that my first game I was actually able to bring myself back from certain defeat to a stalemate. Oh, well, that that, yeah. that's hard to do. Okay, and then and then I beat it on my my next games. When yeah. I was like, okay. I think Adam would agree, disagree with you on that, but he's a definitely a chess guy. Disagree that that uh, so playing to a stalemate is difficult. Uh, if you're thinking ahead of the game, there are cases where you can do that. It's, I mean, okay, it's difficult for me because I'm not a good player. Right, but it's better than conceding. 
Correct. Correct. And my draw is just dumb. So you enjoyed playing some chess. I enjoyed playing some chess, yeah. And then I But that's it? That's the only that's the game you want to play. There was bring also up? that was the game. I want I did play another game on I did um also I I I followed our progress on the flight. Oh yeah. Um which is just like the flight mode game that I played where oh, I yeah, followed. Yeah, like flight mode. Yeah. Did you try uh, taking the sleeping pill and drinking alcohol to shave an hour off the flight? I uh, I had some alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the um, yeah, they loaded me up on the the uh, Scandinavian Airlines. Hmm. Yeah, they were when they were doing the meal service. And they asked what I want to drink, and then they're like, "How about another drink?" For how about you? they just like yeah they they gave me one drink and then they were like how about a beer for later and then like how about two for later you should have two for later like <laughs> it might take us a while to come back i was like all uh, right okay okay yeah you should, you should take another just in case oh here's a bottle here's the bottle for you and yeah, it's not, it's not right. those little tiny bottles either it's a big bottle here's the big bottle for you yeah but anyway yeah, but we were like in the economy plus or the premium economy. I don't know. It was, uh, it was, yeah. We were ro- one row ahead of uh, the low class, the crappy service. Yeah, <laughs> we were middle class. Yeah, right. we were in the middle class. You weren't, weren't, we weren't low- in high class. We weren't low class. We were right. in middle class. But you had a good flight. Do you usually sleep on a flight, or or do you stay up the entire time, or what is what is your because I didn't ask you that on the last show. Usually I'll get kind of sleepy. Um, I think it's just a natural defense mechanism, you know, like things are awkward. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no, I can see it. I can yeah. totally see it. Uh, there was a lot of flights. The trip home took longer than out there because we'd added a little side quest onto Croatia. Right. And there's, so that was like, you had to go from Croatia to Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. then copenhagen to dc right and when we had to switch from scandinavian airlines to my least favorite domestic airline delta no actually it's united united i don't like them so much oh, anymore. okay okay they don't they don't believe in legroom <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, just, I think they have a corporate policy against no it. they I do like, they totally do yeah it's like we don't believe in legroom <laughs> Yeah, it was like, it was kind of crappy, and yeah, Catherine's little seat back monitor thing didn't work, and, uh... Hmm. If this television on the back of this seat doesn't work, what makes me think that the brakes on the airplane are going to work, huh? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it undermines confidence all around. Yeah. But also, we'd already been, like, traveling, like, forever that day. I think it was, like, if you added up all the travel... It was like a 25-hour travel day. It was ridiculous. Oh, boy, man. Yeah. but Yeah. When I, In my younger days, when I did take the really long flight when we went to the UK, when we went to London, I didn't even think about it. And that was back in the day when there was nothing handheld yeah. to play or do anything. It was just read your books. and. But now, I usually, when I go on the longer flights, and by longer, I mean a couple of hours. <laughs> But yeah, I'll play games. I'll play my yeah. play my computer games, and you got that, yeah. So, um, do you have any last thoughts about the word Italy? Um, my last thoughts about the word Italy is that is it go? 
Go to Italy. Yeah, if you've yeah. got a chance to go to Italy, then take it. I had a lovely time there. Yeah, sounds like it. And then a lot of history. I mean, that's the thing about going to Europe. I think Yeah. if you're not finding history when you go to Europe, you're not looking hard enough. Kind of. No, yeah, uh, you're like, yeah, there's I mean, history everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and to some extent, that's a little less of a thing in the United States, right? Because there's not... I mean, there's, you know, a limited amount of history here, but compared to in Europe, it's like, wow, there's just so much. But yeah, yeah. it sounds like fun. I, I've always wanted to go to Italy. It's not at the top of my list right now. And it changes from time to time, but the top of my list is Tokyo, Japan. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I want to go there and experience that. Yeah, I think they have history there too. Oh, yeah. And just like try try some different things that are not only post-war reconstruction, but also the historical stuff like your onsens and, you know, all the different more traditional type things. I want to kind of do a mix of stuff when I go there. Mm-hmm. But there's also a go-kart tour where it's an on-street. They've got the street blocked oh, off. Yeah. You do a go-kart tour of Japan. They've got different routes that you take. Uh, but they do say in the advertisement that you can't bring any turtle turtle shells or bananas with you. Oh, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although they do provide costumes to make you dress. You, this is so <laughs> it's so silly. But yeah, you can wear costumes like Mario costume yeah. and whatever. They probably can't yeah. call it Mario because that's some sort of an infringement. But unless they licensed it, you know. Right. Right. Um, and I don't know if this place is uh, last time I was thinking about going was five years ago. So it was just kind of like, I, I just think I, in these days, I just want a kind of a combination of, you know, when I go on a vacation, I want something that's relaxing and I can do what I want and just have a couple things where it's like, okay, I want to do this stuff, but here are the things that I need to sign up for. And just kind of let the rest go. Just be as relaxed as possible. Don't too, put too much thought in it. Don't schedule everything because that's uh-huh. that's not fun. For me, it's not fun. It's fun for some people. Some people like doing that. Yeah. I would definitely go with the, figure out how to go with the flow. Yeah. That's just- so that's another, another bit of advice when you're traveling to Italy or anywhere else. Just mm-hmm. go with the flow, man. You'll go with the flow. Figure it out. Like, yeah, have those those you know a couple of high points that you want to hit for sure. But then, be ready to just look around and see what cool stuff's right next to you. Yeah, yeah. Like Paul Stanley. Exactly. <laughs> like the Paul Starman. Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you would be <laughs> I mean, paying more paying more attention, you may have uh, may have seen uh, Ace Freely or possibly. Yeah. Having espresso seems more like a uh, a Gene Simmons thing than a Paul Stanley thing, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not even sure what he was really having. I didn't like to stare at that. Oh, you didn't say? It was just it's like, hey, uh, Paul Stanley, what was that? What are you drinking? I'm like, hold on, hold on, let me Google which Kiss guy you are. Yeah, that w- that wouldn't have been good. It's an espresso <laughs> with Pana. That's yeah, what it is. With Pana. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cream, not bread. Cream, cream. Right. not bread. Right. No. Different language. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this oh, week's episode of the Too Vague Podcast. Oh, do you do you have something else to say? Uh, no, I was going to say you're welcome. And <laughs> I realized, no, you're talking to the audience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I oh, mean, yeah. I'm going to say this. I want to start doing this more frequently with you because I have a lot of fun when you're on the show. 
So yeah, let's, I have a lot of fun too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to look forward to new episodes, but um, we'll see. I'll, I'll feed you the words <laughs> or if you have me some words. Yeah. Or right. if you want, uh, if you want your, your TikTok following, maybe, you know, oh, maybe yeah. do a TikTok uh, saying, Hey, I'm going to be on a show and I need to come up with some words. Tell me some words. Oh, you know, yeah. Get the TikTok my, followers involved. Get my twenty-seven TikTok followers. Yeah. Hey, yeah. if you want to join my twenty-seven TikTok followers, <laughs> yeah, find me at Partly Robot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I took a big leap when I joined Twitter and didn't understand what Twitter is for, and now I still don't understand what Twitter is for, other than complaining. But but you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Something like Instagram yeah. kind of makes sense to me because it's like, you know, you're presenting pictures, but you can do some of the things you can do in TikTok. What is the benefit to TikTok over something like Instagram? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I am, I don't know. TikTok is weird. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if there is a benefit, mm. but uh, I, I see weird things on TikTok and I... I laugh sometimes. Right. But um is, some of the stuff that you put on TikTok is funny too. Yeah, but then like but most of the stuff I put on TikTok I'll also put I'll cross post it to my Instagram Reels. Yeah. yeah. So it's like So it's like it's the same, it's, right? It's the same. I yeah. I don't know. The TikTok algorithm, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Do we need a TikTok here at uh, the Two Vague podcast? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm leaning no. I would say stick with the the Instagram reels. And, yeah, um, I'm still yeah. learning about those too. So, because like I'm, I'm, I only do TikTok because I only do it out of a sense of irony. <laughs> <laughs> if it's one thing that I know about you, knowing you for twenty five some odd years, so you do a lot of things out of a sense of irony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. It's one of your defining characteristics and it's, and it's interesting. This would be weird if I did this. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew, for joining me on this week's episode of the Too Vague Podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. And on that note, and thank, you. thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Thanks to all the listeners of the podcast. Yes. I was just about to do that. Thank you, listeners of the podcast. Nora and everyone else. Yes. Nora et al. Nora et al. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Two Vague Podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Andrew. And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Adios. Arrivederci. <laughs>